0: Thank you for tuning in to The First Time I Heard. I'm your host, Toya Haynes, and on this episode, I will be talking with Renee Brooks. Renee Brooks is the founder of a website called Black Girl Lost Keys, which is dedicated to Black women with ADHD. She's an ADHD coach, she's an author, she's a speaker, and she is a big fan of Raphael Sadiq, and that is who we are talking about on this episode of The First Time I Heard. The first time I heard Raphael Sadiq, it was with his group Tony Tony Tone, which a lot of us were introduced to Raphael Sadiq through that group. And it was their single, Little Walter. And the reason why I remember this so distinctly is because my dad loved to sing that song and called me Little Walter from that point on. Hey,
1: Little Walter.
0: became one of no less than 15 nicknames my dad had for me and he loved walking around singing that song so yeah that song will always have a very special place in my heart I'll say that I became a fan of Tony 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 however with another single off their first album for the love of it. loved that song so much and it was also then that I truly fell in love with Raphael Sadiq's voice. Raphael Sadiq's voice is one of the many things about him that is very distinctive and just unlike any other. He is a phenomenal Musician, phenomenal producer. And I think that, you know, this conversation that I've heard for the past couple years about is Rafael Sadiq underrated. You might say I can never love again.
1: Well, you might be right. At least tonight. My friends say I can never pull it together. Well, they might be right.
0: Still kind of on the fence about, because I don't think he would be on a I'll show like Unsung, but I think the depth and, and the, right the width of what he's contributed night. to music for the past, we're almost if going on, 30 years, has not been again. as widely recognized, maybe as it, it should. I mean, we're talking about someone that has had hits and just given us so many great memories through his music in so many different stages. Of of music, and not too many people can say that. And not just with his music, with Tony, Tony Tone and um, his music as a solo artist, but what he's been able to contribute to music through his work with other artists like D'Angelo and Solange and Mary J. Blige and Joss Stone and Total. I mean, wow! He's just he's just phenomenal, and I'm so glad that he's just kept going and kept. Going. So Rightfield Sadiq is one of my favorite entertainers, favorite singers, favorite songwriters, and I'm truly truly grateful for him being a part of my life soundtrack. Uh Uh
1: Uh Yo, he wanna get involved with you, Mr. S. vault just
0: the S A W D I Q yo he want to get involved with you just the S A W D I Q yo he want to get involved i am so happy to have this guest especially excited about this particular guest because rene brooks is an author She's an ADHD coach, and she is the founder of Black Girl Lost Keys, which is a site for Black women with ADHD. Now, I I have ADHD. Um, And so Renee has been very helpful in my very late diagnosis and in my journey and just learning how to learn and unlearn. And she, I mean, not just me. She's helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. So I'm very grateful for her. I'm very grateful for her, her journey and her work. And not only is she just fantastic in that way, but she is a huge Raphael Sadiq fan. And that's why she's here on The First Time I Heard. Hey, Renee. Hey, Toya. I'm so glad to be here. After after all the mishaps, we here. We've been talking about this for a while. We really have been.
2: Since you started it, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I really want to do it. Was it you? I think I did tell you about it because I was driving home late one night. I couldn't Mm -hmm. even tell you from where. And I was like, why don't we imagine that we're recording an episode of the first time I
0: heard it? That's perfect. I love that. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you the question that I ask every guest right off the bat. And that is... Can you tell me about the first time you heard Raphael Sadiq?
2: So I was debating with myself about this, and I was so young in the early 90s that I couldn't specifically remember the first time I heard it. My grandparents owned a bar, and when I was growing up, we lived. my mother and I lived in an apartment over the bar. It must have been 1990 when It Feels Good came out. It feels good. And of course, you know, in every bar, there's a jukebox. So they would be down there partying. And I can remember, It Feels Good would come on and I would hop out of bed
1: what? and
2: lean down and press my ear to the carpet so that I could hear my song on the <laughs>
0: jukebox. That is the coolest story. Like, I could totally visualize that. That's dope.
2: Oh my God, me and my little self, you know, ADHD, you can't stay in bed. <laughs> Even then I could not stay my behind in bed. So I would be up and listening to that music and hoping that my mom wouldn't come in and catch me. That was a theme that continued on in my life with me and music. I wasn't supposed to be listening to that's another story. When I was a teenager, they sold the bar and I got all the music that was in the jukebox. So I actually what? have that copy of the CDs that were were changing through there. So I have the music that I was listening to through the floor. It wasn't until we were talking about it that I realized like, you know, it is actually the CD, not just a copy of it. It's the copy you were literally listening to at five.
0: That is beautiful. I love that so much. That's amazing. Like I remember that record that was off the second Tony, Tony, Tony record. So that was, the revival and all I remember, I remember that video. You remember that video? Mm-hmm.
2: They was partying. They in that, was
0: partying. <laughs> that party was ridiculous. Like that video was so vibrant. And I remember how thinking, like, this is a for real, for real band. Like before then, with, with the first record that they had, it, they were really established. I felt like more of a vocal group, you know? But yes. once we got to see them as a band, and during that time, Vocal groups outnumbered bands by a long shot. So if we're talking bands, I mean, I don't even think we had, we didn't have mint condition yet. We knew, we knew bands. We knew a friend Ooh. of fire. We knew, I, I mean, we knew Lakeside. We knew SOS band, of course we knew, you know, yes. bands, but like as far we're now we had Gap about, band, like, but we didn't have a band in yeah. our all oh, right. We had the Isley Brothers. We had, you know, but we didn't have our bands, like our generation doing bands. And so that was really exciting that the revival they came and they kicked
2: it. It was a revival. The video was a revival. They were in there like they were having like a music praise and worship. <laughs> jump up and down. it looked like Raphael was doing Flips around the piano, like what were they doing in there? I was like, what? I, whatever they are doing, they are having so much fun, and I want to be so there.
0: much fun. And it feels good. Video. It's funny that you mentioned church, because you know, it's like a lot of artists around that time grew up in church, grew up playing in church. Of course, they grew up playing yes. in church. And also the theme. Remember the theme for House Party when it's like, I don't know what you come to do. Remember that? And they were in the very Begumus. call and response. Very, very like, call response.
2: <NRS> so my mom's family is is Catholic and you know they don't boogie,
0: but the Pentecostals do <laughs> on my father's same? side
2: of family. So they, they will tune something up mm-hmm. and get the get the shuffling. So that mm-hmm. that was my stuff.
0: They did that really well. And they have a couple songs like that outside of the singles, but that is a yeah. very heavy influence in that. My, <laughs> one of my favorite lyrics of all time is in Thinking of You. Um. Raphael Siddiq says, "You make me want to call America's Most Wanted because you're most wanted you're in, my most
2: life. <laughs> in my life." My, that's my favorite part. I've played that so many times. I mean, he was like, "I'm gonna call the police and put out an APB and try to find you. Is Where you, are you at
0: in my life?" I just, oh my gosh, do you remember the first? raphael Sadiq or tony tony tone record that you bought
2: the first one that i bought was instant vintage i was Ooh, in college when okay. Instant vintage came out it was like my freshman year of college yeah because everybody look i saw all the other ones from the jukebox but <laughs> there was an extensive collection in there I wasn't clear. You, those, I you, inherited those. you inherited those you inherited
0: those yeah i
2: did like and you know what it's funny when you have an artist like that that spans like your entire age so like when I think of thinking of you I took my first trip down south to um Myrtle Beach and it had just come out and you know how it is when a song hits the radio so it just played and played and played I never hear that song without thinking about being on the road headed to South Carolina yeah. or ask of you when I hear that there was a, a pizza place in Gettysburg that my mom and I would like, we lived in Carlisle, so it was maybe about a 35, 40 minute drive. We would drive over to this pizza place and as soon as she got in there, we knew she was going to the jukebox and putting the ass you me on.
1: Kissing you is not that enough for me You know I'm a big boy and love
0: ask of you did so do. to me it, it almost redeems well, higher learning like it's funny because i think about the part where he says i really love you i love you deja and i was like oh deja from higher learning so unfortunate what happened to her that movie was so unfortunate like that's one of those movies that you were like i saw it i don't need to watch it again
2: you know, I actually know someone who is named Deja because of that song.
0: Uh Oh, okay. I mean, it's a beautiful name. It's a beautiful name. Deja's a beautiful name. It's a beautiful name. But that movie is so tragic. That movie is so, so tragic. So tragic. But the soundtrack for Higher Learning includes... Which is Rafael Sadiq after he left Tony Tony Tone. All I ask of you is just a beautiful song. He has some other soundtrack songs too, besides we talked about House Party. Uh, Boys in the Hood, which is a Tony just Tony. Me. Yeah.
2: about being at the concert because it didn't just feel like a con- it didn't just feel like a rap the concert. Yeah. It was like this is the concert of my life. of like,
0: my life.
1: say you know I really want you. I feel
0: like you can make me happy. The last concert that I went to in 2020 before the world shut down was with Renee Which is the first time we met in person, right? Yes. Yes. And we were able to go see Raphael Sadiq together at the Fillmore in Philadelphia.
2: There there's artists that you think I don't remember my life without mm-hmm. this artist in it. Yeah. And that he's one of them.
0: We were front row center. Had we been any closer, we'd have been on the stage
2: listen and if we could have gotten away with it we certainly would have tried
0: it really couldn't have been more perfect it was such a beautiful moment it was right around valentine's day Oh, There's these are the songs that you want to hear around valentine's day and just to be able to hear like you said the songs of your life you know and what's so amazing about his career as a whole is that he has given us songs that he could play the guitar the guitar lick Just an opening guitar lick and we would go crazy because we knew what those songs were. When he played like the first
2: 10 seconds of Untitled and the shut the
0: entire Fillmore down. Shut it down. Shut it down. I mean, and that speaks a lot about his influence. I mean, we can talk about his songs, we could talk about Tony Tony Tone songs, but he's also, you know, written for D'Angelo. Um, side note, can we just talk about Be Here?
1: You should be, you should be here with me. me. You should be here with me. Babe. You should be girl, you know here with me. You should be here with me. You should be here with me.
0: Listen, that's why I bought the album. Oh, oh, I was like, This is D'Angelo, man. Oh, we just talk me. about just scratch the record and talk about Be Here for a second. Do you remember the first time you saw that video?
2: I do. with them just chilling like like two, two uncles in the middle of the afternoon with nothing to do, chilling at the hotel, cigarette hanging out the edge of their mouth. It was just like, it was just so chill. And I was like, man, what do I got to do to hang out with these two for the afternoon? Like... <laughs> I'm going to just sit down in the parking lot and just let them play. Like, let them do their thing. Yeah, and that
0: was the video. They had all these just beautiful sisters riding up in their cars and they just listened to them sing this song. Like I said, you can talk about his influence as far as Tony Tony Tone and his solo career. However, he wrote on Lady for D'Angelo. He did phenomenal work on Solange's Seat at the Table, which is... For, I think for our generation and even the generation after us is like a time capsule album. I tried to drink
1: it away I tried to put one in the air I tried to dance it away I tried to change it with my hair I'll wear my credit
0: card below his influence is just incredible. And if you, you remember at the concert, he said, um, people ask me if I'm underrated or if I feel I'm underrated or people say I'm underrated, but it depends on who you ask. How do you feel? Do you feel that, that Rafael Sadiq's underrated?
2: How could he be? Mm. Like, I don't think, you know what? I think within the context of the people who listen to the type of music he makes, everyone knows exactly who he is and what he has done for the genre. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anyone who listens to his brand of R&B who doesn't know who he is and doesn't, like, you know what? He's even, he's managed to transcend just the R&B now. Like, you know, you, we never think it's mainstream until white people like it, but there's no white people who don't know who Raphael Sadiq is at this point. So- I would say was, in our age group, in our age group, yeah. in our age group. yeah like he like he's at, at the point now where he's making albums that we would be like is anybody but the white people listening to this
0: <laughs> what do you mean I'm just play are you okay okay so you mean like cuz he okay jimmy lee was definitely highly acclaimed why i didn't get a grammy nom i just we're not going to talk about that the grammys don't they don't they don't they mean, do what
2: they, they do whatever they want to do they do whatever they want to the do but like was, at this point like he can't make anything without getting nominated for something and we're not the ones who do the nominating so often yeah. so do I think I think he is a phenomenon to us and to to them as well so no mm. I don't think he's underrated hmm. Is he the guy you see in in every video on every screen? No, but I don't think he would want to be that. Like, that doesn't even strike... He's not that kind of person. Like, he he strikes me as the person who feels best behind the boards Mm. or off strumming on the guitar somewhere. Like, I don't think his desire is to be out in the front all the time.
0: His career as an artist has been what I think is a very... Beautiful and tameable career, meaning, you know, he can go to a coffee shop, he could go walk around, he can go and he has a very, his voice, to me, his look and his face is just as distinctive and original as his voice is. You know, like he just- There no, is nobody else's voice like no that No one at all. that sounds like Raphael Sadiq, no one that looks like Raphael Sadiq. So if you know who he is, you definitely know who he is. If you hear him, you definitely know who that is. But he has been able to have such a beautiful career where he can still, you know, be himself and walk around, but still be one of the most impactful musicians in, in R&B for sure.
2: I got to find you the interview where he talks about writing whatever you want and he 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 says during the course of the interview that he's a lazy songwriter. I don't wish you no bad
1: luck, baby. don't wish you no strange. I only want like you, to to find- the
2: about him and his brother snatching songwriting credits from each other. So, he wrote whatever you want. Dwayne took credit for it. (laughs) And he's like, that phone number, he's like, he stole the song. He told me I wasn't going to get the credit cred for whatever you want. He said,
0: That's my phone number. I keep telling you all it. <laughs> this Wait, So, the part where he says, Just as sure as my name is Dwayne, was it Just as sure as my name is Ray Ray? Was that the original? No, it was Dwayne. It, it was, Duane. was Duane. Duane. He wrote it for him. I can't. I cannot. Because Dwayne sings it,
2: but he wrote it. Good grief. That call 632 2135.
0: That's his <laughs> phone number. <laughs> it he was. Said, Oh my gosh, that's incredible. I never knew that. Because I mean, Raphael Sadiq was really the lead. And then you had other songs like Slow Wine. Oh lady, You know the one thing that we're missing. Please girl, pay attention.
1: You see, I'd rather show than tell. Now you, you gotta lift up my emotions. But slow plus a four little. The one thing on my mind,
2: my stepdaughter. I know she like, between Sade and Sons of Soul. I feel like that's all that poor child got to listen to. Like, I I just wore them out like they were brand new. And I know she was like, Who is Tony, Tony, Tony? Don't worry, baby. Ah, <laughs> uh, Slow Wine is just, oh, that whole album is. All the way down to Castleers. Look, and he was playing so many different B-sides at that concert. I was like, is he gonna break into
0: it? What he gave us at that concert was just, it was phenomenal. But yeah, let's talk, let's talk about Sons of Soul for a second. So Sons of Soul came out after the revival, opening with If I Had No Loot. <laughs>
2: My ex girlfriend is,
0: a- <laughs> is such a good song. <laughs> Respect this. This song is magnificent, though. and <laughs> every bit of that. He meant every bit of that. And they came he around with. They said it.
2: They said it. They said it. He didn't, they say, said it. It. He
0: didn't say his ex girlfriend was. They said, it. he it's said- a great and He said album. he didn't
2: believe it. They tried to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop playing. But it's true, that's what the song said,
0: shoot. Lay your head on my pillow, there is a part, it's like the last minute and a half of it, where he, that breakdown, that bass is doing everything it needs to be doing. throwback to lay lady leg lay, like just Lady yes that's a song that just rides and rides and rides and if he did it live he could do it for 20 minutes and I would, oh my god i was so
2: thing. happy i look i was waiting i was like is he gonna do it he's doing the tony 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 stuff is he gonna do it
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i was like okay he's not gonna do it thank god because i'd lose the last little bit of my my natural mind here in this film more than night and i need to take it <laughs> home
0: When you have a catalog like his, I think it is difficult to, number one, please everyone. Yes. To do all of your hits from top to bottom. Because when we saw him in concert, he gave us certain songs. He gave us full songs, certain songs. He gave us snippets.
2: Exactly. And you know what? I'll tell you for what he did. I was grateful because I didn't think he was going to do any Tony, Tony, Tony at all. Mm, Why so? Uh, no particular reason, I just figured, you know, it's his concert. I don't know. Like, you know, you figure he hasn't been in that group for a million years. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure the circumstances mm-hmm. involved with him leaving because he left, you know, he left, he went back, he left. Like, who knows? Like, they replaced him with some, some other person. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, <laughs> you can't replace him. It's like, I'm not saying they had to stop touring. I'm just saying... Who were they really going to be able to replace them with? Do you think they would ever get back together? They did. They came back. And, what was it? Last year or the year before they did a concert in Compton oh. and I almost cried. It was the original lineup.
0: There were, so it was Timothy, the cousin, Dwayne yep. Liggins, his brother, and Raphael Sadiq. I just, I hope they get back together. Dwayne. I need them too. I need, I, we all need them too. We all need them too.
2: Like 2020, 2020, 2020, now I'm calling it 2020, 2020,
0: we're talking about Tony Tony Because it's been the longest year ever, so it's really been about twenty. Twenty <laughs> It has been
2: 2020, 2020 has done it again. <laughs> <laughs> After everything we've been through this year, I feel like that would be nice if they could just manage that for us. Like, you don't mm. even got to give me another album. If you could just get together and tour,
0: mm. I would be more than satisfied. I tell you who's not getting back together, and that would be Lucy Pearl.
1: I would really the way you touch me The way you touch me with the hand Say la, 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 la,
0: la, la. I wanna know what to do Now, Lucy Pearl so was Dawn from invoke Ali Shahid from Tribe Called Quest And Raphael Sadiq, they had a trio And, I mean, it was it was incredible It was definitely unexpected And who was like, do couldn't stay with nobody. <laughs> like, Dance it, Tonight was it, such a big record, and it was so great yeah. to hear her voice again, because Dawn, that, you know, Raphael Sadiq left, Tony, Tony, Tone, Dawn left In Vogue, so we wanted to hear, we wanted to hear from both of them, and it was short-lived, but what we got, we got Dance Tonight, and that was such a good record. I wanna dance.
2: Is just so vibrant, like from Dance Tonight, look what the cat drug in, me and a couple friends, you can just see her sliding through the party, mm-hmm. dancing, and she's just having the best time ever. She can't control it. She doesn't know how. <laughs> you better like, go on with these lyrics. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, you just like, damn, like I can really get into that. I think that's probably why I love him so much because I'm a writer. And I love lyrics and yeah. his lyrics are so lush and vibrant and you can see what he's talking about. Like Stevie, Stevie wondered, like sometimes I really wonder if he's never, ever been able to see, like, stop playing with,
0: <laughs> with this imagery. Side note, Stevie does talk about seeing things a lot. I see us in the park. Yes. Just, just I'm not saying he's lying, but he <laughs> i'm not saying that i just he's not lying to us i just think he can see a little bit
2: like you know what like okay right like all joke. like we've had a bad year right like Mm -hmm. could you imagine like there's been all these exposés could you imagine if there was an expose (laughs) that stevie wonder could really see like how damn it would all be (laughs) like we would never recover. Black America would never recover if we found out Stevie really could see and he'd been lying to us all those years. Like that would just be,
0: that would be how the world ends. I've, I've always wanted them to do something together. I think it'd be fantastic if Raphael Sadiq worked with Stevie Wonder, but they haven't. But he has worked with one of his big heroes, Maurice White, legendary founder of Earth, Wind and & Fire. And they did a song yes. like Show Me The Way, which is so good. See, I don't want to come off too confident I travel many roads but not
1: quite as smooth as this Cause you are picturesque like the morning sun So close I think I can't touch you Yet the distance is so far And I I'm open, wide, and vulnerable Wherever you wanna take me Girl, I'm so down to go Just show me the yeah. way I'm just over here,
2: I'm like, when we get off this phone I'm gonna have to have a whole concert on my a whole living
0: room um, One thing that I've done during COVID is I have what I call Couchella
1: Yeah! Yes.
0: So... We have some really big screen TVs in our house and for Couchella, I have made just a night of being on my couch because I miss live music so much and just pulling up concert videos on YouTube. (gasps) Oh my god, yes. It's a good time. So I've pulled up, of course, Earth Wind and Fire. I've pulled up New Edition. I found like a really rare new edition concert, like over <gasps> an hour. And of course I've pulled up Raphael Sadiqan concert, which is really good. Now he does have the live album that he did. Yes which is so so good and if you've never seen him like of course there's live in paris that's the album that he did which has songs like love that girl and he did a couple of lucy pearl clips hundred yard dash like so many really great songs if you've never seen him in concert please give yourself the Coachella experience and pull up some youtube videos and watch him in concert of the few lasting artists that i felt like was of my generation that also my father enjoyed you don't know
2: how i begged pleaded with my mother to come i was like no you like i'm going to see him like no really like no like the tickets are not that much mom like come Mm -hmm. on and like my mom was still like late 20s early 30s when a lot of this was when a lot of this music was being released. Mm-hmm. So this is like, this is still her generation too. Right. So I'm right. like, you uh, you sure you don't want to come fish? Yeah. I,
0: could I couldn't get her out. And you can bring your cool mom to a Raphael Sadiq show. Thank you. For sure. Even the songs that he did, like Anniversary, those are still songs oh. our parents know. Like our parents know and love those songs, like they're their own. And he has just been an artist that's just transcended generations there aren't a lot of people that can say they've been able to do that like Raphael City can. Not at all.
1: You know what?
0: if you can can you i don't like to ask people their favorite song of an artist because sometimes that's really difficult so you do have a yeah. very you have a favorite let me know the favorite but i will say i will ask you if you have top three favorite raphael sadiq songs and you can even dip into tony tony tone's catalog if you want you know what
2: i can't eliminate anniversary like even mm-hmm. though it was such like i usually stray away from the commercial successes when i talk about my favorites but that album version of it with that long 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 outro oh yeah like that 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 uh, amazing amazing yeah it's beautiful so that's that's in the top still ray Mm. Is always going to be one of my favorites. I'm
1: coming home to you. Wear something see-through. So I can see your heart. For night can never come. Soon enough for me. I watch the sky all day. Guy, can you feel me? I
2: was so happy that he sang it at the concert. Oh Oh, my God.
0: So we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about Black Girl Lost Keys. Renee, please talk about what exactly is Black Girl Lost Keys.
2: So when I was 25 years old, I was diagnosed with ADHD. And for me, I don't know if every Black person feels this way, but for me, whenever I have something that I'm experiencing, I want to know what Black people who are experiencing it are going through and what it looks like for us and so as I was looking for what the black experience of ADHD was like because of course you know we're still in a community that's by and large skeptical of the diagnosis so I thought good I can go find out what black people think and there was nothing and because there wasn't anything there I was like well somebody gotta write it <laughs> I'm a writer yeah yeah like, let's, let's create a conversation because somebody else, if I'm Googling it, somebody else is too. And maybe they won't feel so alone if they can find something. And, um, I found a lot of people Um, and I'm really grateful. Like we met like Toya and I met because of, um,
0: Kaleidoscope Society, which is a website and a tremendous resource for women with ADHD. And exactly. I have a couple articles on the website that I've written for now.
2: Exactly. Nine. Don't sleep on Toya. She got, she's got she got skill with a pen.
0: Oh, thank you. My diagnosis story is, is up there right now. Tell me why the name of the website is Black Girl Lost Keys. And what does that have to do with ADHD? So people
2: with ADHD misplace objects. So mm-hmm. do you remember the, the book Black Girl Lost? Yeah. So that's it. like, I was, when I was thinking, I was like, oh, About black girl lost, and I was like, "Yeah, but I'm black girl lost keys," and I was like, "Oh, that's it." (laughs) Seriously, like nobody ever. I never made. I never made that correlation. That's really nobody ever catches it, but that's where it came from.
0: Yeah, because if you're looking for what it is that you do, if you're looking, at, if you're researching ADHD, and you see Black Girl Lost Keys, you're like, "Oh, that's me. That's that's this is where I belong." So you're gonna really make the connection first with the losing of the keys yep. continuously before you think Black Girl lost the book, and this is a play on that. Yeah. that makes all the sense in the world.
2: But that's where it came from. Nobody ever asked me. Thank you.
0: One aspect I would like to talk about because break it down: Black Girl Lost Keys um, within the Black community of course, things like ADHD and mental health, are, they're just starting to really you know, become talked about more, but especially ADHD is something that we still have a long way to go. But mm-hmm. as far as, let's talk about girls having ADHD, that's still a sector of people that are affected that don't really get the attention or even the diagnosis that they need. Can you talk to me about that? So
2: women and girls are the, th- fastest growing demographic of new people being diagnosed because so much of the research was centered around little white boys and so the the way that adhd presents in women and in people who have been socialized as women is different mm-hmm. if for no other reason than like women are supposed Are raised to be caretakers, nurturers, and keep records and keep a home clean. And all of that requires executive function, which is, you know, what helps you be on time, what helps you to stay organized, what helps you to keep your, the things that help you keep your life running are the things that people with ADHD have a deficit of. And because of that, you've got this whole generation of women who've kind of been left behind right? and they're starting to get diagnosed when their children are being diagnosed. Or in the case of my mom, my mom was diagnosed with ADHD a year and a half ago. Mm, Okay. Because her child got diagnosed with ADHD and nagged her for three years after she got diagnosed. And then by the time I finally left her alone, she decided it was worth looking into. So don't nag your mom about getting diagnosed (laughs) with ADHD listeners. (laughs) You'll be delaying her progress.
0: Yeah, because it's harder for older generation people to to even seek counseling when it comes to mental health in general, because it's like I've been doing it this long. You shouldn't have to white knuckle your way through life. Mm, That's so good. There's Mm. also especially as women, as black women, it's you do what you have to do. You get through it. You do what you have to do, whether it's self-medicating, whether it's, you know, being strong in one area, but feeling like you're falling apart in another area. Because you have something that's undiagnosed and you don't know what the issue is. Teach people to expect struggle.
2: Yeah. and There's nothing wrong with, like, there are struggles that we should expect, but life in general is not supposed to be about struggle and pain. Like, we're supposed to be able to thrive, especially when, like, we work our tails off to
0: thrive. And when you're not, it's very defeating. It is. It is. Interestingly enough, you know, we talked about Raphael Sadiq and his work with Solange in the seat at the table. And Solange has said that she's been diagnosed with ADHD twice. Yes. And, you know, that's my girl. I love Solange. That's mm-hmm. my girl. And even the record that came out after that, I remember people <laughs> oh saying that she didn't really love, they didn't really love that record. And I was like, that is an that's an ADHD dream record, Solange's record. <laughs> when I get home, I and I, I mean I mean this with every everything in me. When I have to work and concentrate, that is the album I put on. Damn. I don't know if it's the repetition of certain things. I don't know what it is, but there's not a lot of music I can work to and pay attention. I don't know if you Damn. have to have ADHD to get that record, but when yeah. I tell you, you know, it's
2: interesting how we don't we don't let. Our artists play anymore. Like the last Childish Gambino album that he did. Oh, 31520. Thank you. I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was different. And lots of people were like, it's so overproduced. And I'm like, if we don't let our artists experiment, they can't give us anything unique. Like you have to let them go out and play.
0: Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. Like, and it's-, it's good for them, it's something that they need to do. A lot of times. And I think we don't take that into consideration. Speaking of, you know, Solange and um Will I Am has, says he has ADHD, yes. Adam Levine, Justin Timberlake. Why do you think so many creatives can relate to having an attention deficit disorder?
2: We we normalize it because we're to a certain extent, like I'm not known for it publicly. But in my early life, like, I was an award-winning poet. So I was a poet. Mm. I, I write short stories. I do all kinds of stuff. And I was just like, I'm like this because I'm artsy. Oh, so wow. it's almost like it's the stereotypical artist shtick. There's a reason for that. Like, I, I believe that our our brains... Because we think out of the box, we see and observe things. Because that's the thing, people think it's a deficit of attention. It's not just that, it's also a hyper focus Mm -hmm. where you're able to zoom in on different things. And when you're like, you're able to look at something and pay attention to what you're trying to pay attention to, we don't have those same filters in our minds. So we are taking in so much more information than the average person is taking in. And when you take in that much information, you're able to pick bits out, right? Like we can talk like we're talking right now somewhere. There is a noise in my apartment that I've never heard before that I can hear just as loud as I can hear you, even though volume wise, it is not loud. Right. It's not a if You know what? It's the clock. I've never noticed that that clock ticks, <laughs> but just right now mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm having a whole conversation and all I can hear is t- And I'm like, where? Where's it coming from? I don't even have real clocks in here. I don't even like within my home, there's very few timekeeping devices because it's my home. I don't keep things that make me uncomfortable. (laughs) 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 Me and time aren't the best of friends, but in my bathroom I have an analog clock because for time blindness, it can be helpful for you to be able to see the passage of time. You can't get that from a digital clock. So Mm Now I'm going to be have to be cognizant that you like my plan was to put an analog clock in every room. And I'm like, not without. With Can you addiction. explain
0: what time blindness is?
2: So time blindness is a difficulty with you being able to tell how much time has passed. So to me, five minutes, 15 minutes, an hour. They all feel the same so yeah. that 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 thing that someone has where it's like, I'll call you back in five minutes. I might call you back in five minutes, might call you back in
0: five days. I might call you back in five years. <laughs> okay. It might not be that extreme <laughs> or <laughs> I, I I know for me. Okay. So I have time blindness and everybody that knows me and is expecting me to be someplace they no, for real. Yes, I do. And because <laughs> I have ADHD and yes. so five minutes and 20 minutes are very similar or You think, really, you think it takes you five minutes to do something. Yes. When in reality, it takes you 20 minutes to do something. This estimating time is very, very difficult. And especially,
2: like, I think partially because we don't know how it feels to begin with. And then add in the fact that you've got executive function that doesn't necessarily help you break the tasks down easily. Mm -hmm. So it's like this compounded problem that we're like, girl, I just be like, look, I'm making it up as I go along. Just let me. <laughs> It'll be good when it's done. I promise. Just watch. <laughs> like Some days I get it perfectly. Some days
0: it ain't so perfect, but it, it yeah. usually winds up. All right, man. For anyone that is struggling, if there's anyone's like on the fence about whether to get diagnosed or whether to seek help, what would you say to them?
2: you owe it to yourself to talk to the doctor. Like I am not the same person I was 10 years ago before I got diagnosed. And in the best way, I am a better person Mm -hmm. because i consistently pursued. And it wasn't even that I was looking for an ADHD diagnosis. I was looking for an answer to why am I never successful at what I'm trying to do despite the fact that I'm putting every ounce of effort I can into it.
1: Mm.
2: And why am I not happy? That is what I was on a quest to find. It just so happened that that was the solution. Yeah. So keep looking for a solution to your problem if you're unhappy.
0: That's excellent. That's very similar to my journey. And and one thing that I always tell people is that you deserve to see yourself win. Um, please get the help that you need. No one is hopeless. No one is hopeless. So. Nope. We are going to end by talking. uh, I'm going to ask you one more thing about Raphael Sadiq. And this is a question I ask all my guests. So let's say you have someone that has never, ever, 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 ever heard Raphael Sadiq. They've never heard of Tony, Tony, Tone. They don't know nothing about anniversary. They've oh. never even heard It Feels Good. Oh. They don't know. They haven't. Wait, they haven't heard anything. They haven't heard Lady. Like they haven't heard anything. You know what I mean? Like that's D'Angelo. Like they have not heard anything that has to do with Raphael Sadiq. If you wanted to say, okay, here are three songs that you need to hear that tells you exactly who Raphael Sadiq is, what would those three songs be?
2: You have to listen to Thinking of You. That's a great one. That's a a great one to to introduce yourself to his vocal range and his ad-libs. Have to listen to Lady, it's magical, yeah,
0: and it speaks to his writing. Is that why you think it speaks to his production and his his influence that way? Okay,
2: and you have to, God, do you have to listen to It Never Rains in Southern California, or do you have to listen to Anniversary? I don't know if I can (laughs) choose those, are two difficult ones. Those are two, I don't gotta pick the option those strings on anniversary they they're they're pulling me oh my god right i gotta go with the memories from southern california
1: hey! Hey! i haven't seen your face in a year i can't wait till i get there just a kiss and squeeze and hug him girl you know the
0: that's my second favorite I'm temp- oh my yeah, god that's my second favorite Raphael Sadiq Tony Tony Tone song
2: it's just
0: yeah uh,
2: there's so many good things
0: yeah, there's some incredible moments in that in that song. There are so many incredible moments in his career. He's just phenomenal. And we're so grateful to be living in a time of Rafael Sadiq and his artistry because it's just Do I get a
2: fourth song so I can say whatever you, you want? You
0: get a third. No, you only get three. It used I... to be one. It used to be one. So I, I trying to be fair to people. So it's... <laughs> okay,
2: can I snatch Lady out and put whatever you want in? You sure can. Okay, you all can. right. Because you, sure you can. can't not have whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, man, what a song. Oh, but then I can't use lay your head on my pillow either. Okay, I got to <laughs> stop
0: Rene, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for being my concert buddy this year. Yes. Rafael Sadiq, it was such a beautiful thing to be able to share with you. Um, guys, please, please let everybody know where they can find you in
2: So you can find me at blackgirlostkeys.com. You can find me on any social media by the use, type in Black Girl Lost Keys. you'll find me.
0: Special thank you to my guest, Renee Brooks. Thank you so much for chopping it up with me about Raphael City. This episode was produced by Lynn Webb, Bat Triple, at the Bat Base in Philadelphia. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Continue to check it out on... Apple Podcasts, now on Pandora, also now on Amazon Music. Thank you so much for subscribing and sharing and hitting me up about the first time you heard your favorite artist. I really, really appreciate you listening. This is Toya Haynes, your host, First Time I Heard.